over halfway now um as we are starting season four. Oh gosh yeah um yeah starting with episode kindergarten kid after we finished last season with uh back to the moon and bubbled um yeah it's been a little while since we've recorded as well uh about a month um had some pauses for various reasons but i get back into more consistent now that we're on season four um which was initially ordered together with season five as a set of 26 half hours but the two are split into separate seasons during production which is very interesting i didn't know that no me neither um so either wikipedia is lying to me <laughs> or well that's it but season four consists of 13 half hours uh, 23 regular episodes, one double-length special, and four shorts. Uh, four? That says five, you idiot. Um, uh, the episodes Kindergarten Kid and Know Your Fusion uh, were the last two episodes to air during a four-week special entitled Summer Adventures. Stephen's Dream, Adventures in Light Distortion, Gem Heist is at the Zoo, and That Will Be All, aired as a four-night special event titled Out of This World. And episode premieres moved to Fridays, beginning with the episode The New Crystal Gems. Just some random trivia to start us out. Um, but where, where did we leave off at the end of Season 3, Tan? Uh, well, at the end of Season 3, we had this epic fight between um, Jasper and Amethyst, Stephen and Peridot, sort of mm-hmm. all teamed up. Yeah. And then, after they defeated Jasper and bubbled her, immediately... Um, they were once again accosted by the the Ruby Squad. They were in which um, they looked at the moon, uh, told Stephen about some things to do with pink diamond and rose quartz. Yep, and um, then like tried to attack. At which point Stephen got launched out into space. Uh, stranded in the endless void with only an eyeball who is the ruby who seems to hate him the most for company yeah um but then of course he gets saved by the crystal gems um who've hijacked the other ruby's ships and they this bit here the start of kindergarten kids is uh pretty much only a little bit after where we left off they're back in the beta kindergarten, mm-hmm. and they're looking for the rest of Jasper's army of, of corrupted um, sort of Jaspers and Amethysts. Indeed, they are. Uh, that Jasper sort of like trapped in cages and stuff. Of course, it does make sense that there would be a lot of uh, corrupted Jaspers and Amethysts on Earth, because well, that's where they were sort of made. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's where we begin. They're, they're... That is indeed. 
they're going into cages and then giving on a classic beat down mm-hmm. to the old the little gem inside and then uh poofing it and bubbling it. Yeah. Which leads to an interesting discussion out of the bat. Out of the bat, right off the bat, or out of the gate. Combine the combine the <laughs> Right off the, the gate. Fusion. Yeah, it's, it's related. Um but yeah. About uh aren't we still trapping them? Uh Amethyst pointing that out actually. Um But kind of like, well they can't hurt anyone if they're bubbled. Including I suppose themselves. So Yes. There's also yeah. that and that they don't perceive time when they're mm-hmm. bubbled. Yeah. And whether that's ethical or not is a a very interesting philosophical conundrum, which I could probably like write a whole article yeah. on. Yeah. I mean it's 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 an interesting one for sure, because again it yeah, much more your domain than mine, but um it also like what is the perception of time to a gem anyway? True. They are pretty much immortal. Because they're pretty much immortal and time just seems to fly by, we'll know from a character later that they can just stand somewhere as thousands of years go by, quote-unquote, um, and be fine, and do it. And, I mean, it's yes. long, and they'll be aware it's long, but also they could they could do it, so what is time to a gem compared to time to a human? Uh, we have these short, fragile existences, and, and so on and so forth. So It's true. Yeah. When you consider, because people say time goes faster when you're older. Mm-hmm. But of course, that sort of is um, more of the idea that when you're young, when you're 10 years old, mm-hmm. a year is a tenth of your life. Yeah. When you're 60 years old, a year is a 60th of your life. Never even thought about it's that way, damn. A lot shorter in comparison to everything. Yeah. But when you're immortal, when you're a gem, years can be... Less than a less than a thousandth of a percent. Yeah, they can mean literally nothing to you. And yet, mm. the sort of the beauty of of the redemption of of pink diamond into rose quartz is that, like the the often cliche is that, you know, if you're immortal, you everyone you know and love die or whatever, and you become this mm-hmm. apathetic person. But Diamond managed to find and love new things all the time. Yeah. That sort of reflects her um, sort of slightly impulsive attitude, but mm. she found love in a whole new generation, and I think that is very nice. Yeah. But I suppose the, the ethical question there is that whether it's okay to sort of deprive someone of um, not even deprive someone of time because they would still live the same amount of time, but they would perceive it with a, a gap. Yeah. The question is whether you're whether depriving someone of the present mm-hmm. is ethical, and that's a difficult one. Yeah, no, that's definitely interesting. Not uh, something I would have thought about. If Spinel had been bubbled. 
during those 6,000 mm-hmm. years, would that have been morally distinct? Mm-hmm. Because Spinel would not have been able to um, feel and experience those 6,000 years, because in a bubble, then no time passes for the gem. Yeah. But it's still the same action on the on the behalf of on the part of a uh, pink diamond, even though it's not the same result. It is still abandoning some for six thousand years. Mm-hmm. The difference is only in whether that person experiences the six thousand years or not. Yeah. And I like the the philosophical questions that fictional worlds raise because sometimes they're completely different to ones that it's even possible to raise in yeah. our world. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, definitely. There was another one um, that was similar. Is that because mm. um, obviously you have arguments for and against monarchy? Yes. Nowadays, indeed. And and the argument for in the before in um, sort of the the Middle Ages and the the Renaissance was that there was this sort of God given right to rule. Mm, yeah, but there's definitely a name for it that I've forgotten. But yes, yeah, uh, sort of like the mandate. Yes, that was heaven. it. The yeah, the mandate of heaven, something like that. But what about in a world um, like? The world of Equestria in My Little Pony, in which the the head of state is literally a goddess. Mm. Is that does that make it okay? Yeah, it's hard to say. It's a a it's a realm that is not explored in current philosophy because it's not really been thought of. No. It isn't a part of our experience in particular, so... And it's not like... And, it, and it's literally unequivocally true that yeah. Princess Celestia is a goddess because she literally raises the sun. Yeah. It's in her name and everything as well. It's... It's yeah. Helping. It's... Yeah. No, absolutely. That's... That's interesting. Yeah. It's a... a the fictional ethics is an interesting category. Absolutely is. Uh, you may wonder. We, we could talk about it all day. <laughs> you may wonder why I brought up My Little Pony, of all things. I was wondering that, yes. And um, I've, I've been binging it. <laughs> oh, Tan. I'm up to season four. I'm like halfway through. Oh, Tan. I mean, I don't know. I feel like this I day would it. always have come, but also Tan. It's really uh... good. Uh, fair enough. Fair enough. I can't really. I must withhold all judgment because I have not seen it. So I will take your word for it. <laughs> I really like it. I, I'm glad. Um, but yeah, back to this episode because we've been talking like I don't know, fifteen minutes and like a minute in. Um. Stephen and, and Peridot are like, well, this is the last one. It looks looks a bit looks a little bit different. You might say. 
very different. It's a there's a, a a new kind of corrupted gem that we've never seen before, and uh, I don't know what kind of gem it is. I don't know no. if we have seen it in in like uncorrupted or not. Yeah. Because um, I would be interested into seeing what that thing looks like because it's certainly strange as a corrupted monster. Yeah. They normally sort of keep they keep a, a a few traits of the actual uh, yeah. the gem that they normally are. They're sort of vaguely similar but monsterized. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So what does that mean for the uncorrupted gem? Yeah, I don't know. Three tongues. Yeah, I mean, so obviously this um, gem is. I mean, this gem in the larger. This it, it's a parody of uh, Roadrunner uh, from Looney Tunes. Uh, yeah, it's like a bird, isn't it? So it's like like the bird. Yeah. Um, but also resembles a small figurine Stephen has in his room. Which he shows Hollow Pearl in the episode Steven the Swordfighter, which turned into, uh, which in turn parodied Sonic the Hedgehog, who was also known for Markable Speed. So, um, her concept, Uncorrupted, uh, form parodies the popular video game character Sonic the Hedgehog. So apparently there is an Uncorrupted form, um, but there's no no detail on what it actually is. I wonder what the um, concept art of that looks like. Indeed. Indeed. But yeah, just a, just a gem. As far as we know. But yes, yeah, so this thing's in a cage. It's got like these three tongues. And it's, yeah, kind of bird-like and it's kind of like aquarian in colour. Aquarian? Yeah. That's, yeah, you know what I mean. Uh, teal, sort of. Yeah, it is. It is. It is a sort of teal, and yeah. uh, it's a it's a wild little thing. It is it sort of runs around and it goes blah. It does, uh, but it's also pretty smart. It is also pretty smart, and the sort of the idea here is that um, Peridot is very much underestimating these things. Paradox has this, mm -hmm. this sense of being sense of superiority over uh, corrupted gems, which obviously we don't know as much about uh, as we will, will yeah. do by the end, because like Stephen doesn't know. Um, I don't think Stephen knows that the blast is what turned everyone corrupted, or maybe he mm. has been shown the evidence, but I don't know if he's put it together yet. Because he asks whether corrupted gems are like this on Homeworld, uh, which would presume that he doesn't know about the diamond attack that mm -hmm. much. Yeah. That that is the specific cause. Obviously, he knows that it happened from, um, or like something like that happened from, from Centipedal. Yeah. But, and that, that, and that Centipedal then became corrupted, but, um, maybe the, the, the breadcrumbs are still falling on what corruption mm -hmm. is. Yeah. I think uh I think more of that gets 
shown um like when we talk about rose quartz when we get shown the scene of what rose quartz shielding um her friend i think that's when we get uh ideas of of the the gem attack the diamond attack the blast and the sound and all of that that's when we connect the dots that that is what corrupts things yeah indeed um but yeah the 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 rest of the crystal gems try to, to attack and poof mm -hmm. the the what what should we nickname this it's called like the 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 tongue monster, I think. I see. Which is a, a, which is a name. name. Yeah. It's got to have boy in it somewhere. Fast boy. The fast boy. Um, but the crystal gems fail to defeat the fast boy. They do. It's really fast. It's a fast boy, in fact. It is, yeah. Uh, and Peridot's la <laughs> laughing at them. Mm -hmm. but... Peridot do be laughing. And, and so they invite her to give it a go. She thinks it's so easy. Yeah. Come and have a go. You think you could do it? Because yeah, she's laughing at that, and then she's laughing at them, and then she's laughing at... Yeah. yeah she's not taking this entirely seriously, perhaps. Perhaps indeed. And of course, Stephen being Stephen wants to help. Of course, which is good, because otherwise this would take forever. Hmm. Also, he wouldn't have seen it. Yes. Also that. But, um, yeah, that's, you know, that's obviously, we've got, gone over it a good few times, but Stephen, mm -hmm. Stephen likes helping everyone. Yeah. <laughs> that's kind of his thing. It is. And... Whether that's a good or a bad thing, that comes back later in season four. Mm -hmm. Um, and, and uh, of course, Stephen says, "Like she's all alone out there with no idea what she's doing." Yeah, I meant the monster. No, Stephen. Stephen's confident in Peridot. Yeah. Just wants the monster not to get hurt because he knows Peridot can be a bit much sometimes. Yeah, exactly. Unfortunately, it was very much the other way around. Yeah. This one is very smart. Indeed. And so Peridot is going to try and outsmart this gem with her superior intellect and incredible uh, intellect. Mm-hmm. And this is where the sort of the gags begin. Indeed. You said it was like uh, Wiley Coyote and Roadrunner. Yeah, exactly. It is like that. Yes. They 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 sort of they do some like little the twists mm -hmm. on the classic gags. Yeah. Um, to to keep them fresh, but it is yeah. pretty much like that, and and I like it for it. Oh yeah, it's like it's it's if you're. If you know Wally Coach and Roadrunner, then it's like a fun nod. And if you're just a kid who doesn't know that yet, then it's a cute episode uh, with some fun laughs. And if you then go back and watch some of the old classic Wally Coyote, you Looney Tunes stuff, you're like, oh, that's what it's... Yeah! Or you're one of those dumb kids today who just know Time's Work and it's like, 
Looney Tunes ripped off Steven Universe. How dare they do this? Cancel Looney Tunes. <laughs> yeah. Uh, anyway, uh, so they first start by trying to drop a an injector on this thing, but the middle powers are not at full power at present, and the the injector's kind of just staying in there despite all odds. Uh, partially through probably Looney Tunes logic, and she pulls off all the 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 hand the the the, pin, the legs that's the word for the thing, uh, and they just keep missing the thing. The thing just kind of keeps watching, and then it runs off. And Peridot's very very annoyed, and runs underneath it and kicks the wall. And so of course now it falls. Exactly. It actually does move. Yeah. But then the rocks fall on her instead. Yes, exactly. Because it is it's a, a bit of a... It's a twist. It is a twist. It's, it's, it's fun. Yeah, it's good. It's like, oh, I know what's coming. And you do, but not quite from where you expect it. Oh, yeah. She still gets something full on her. Mm-hmm. But it's not the thing you expect. Indeed. That's pretty cool. Oh, yeah, the thing comes back. It attacks Steven. It's pretty vicious with those claws, actually. But luckily, Steven's got his shield. Yeah, Stephen gets out good. to try and help, <laughs> and then the injector falls on her. Doesn't poof her though, which is <laughs> impressive. Yes, um, as as uh, well, we'll see later. Peridot's pretty pretty tough. She's pretty tough, yeah. But yeah, she has a new plan now. Indeed. There's a, a cannon made of an injector. Yes. Big old cannon. Big old um, cannon. And you might say, hold on a second. How are you going to hit a fast-moving monster with a, a cannon that only fires one shot? Yeah. And you'd be right. And you'd be so right. Uh, she would fired the thing, she forgot, and then she tries to shoot it, and it just shoots her backwards and blasts her into the wall again. She gets recoiled. Recoiled. And the thing attacks Steven again. Yeah, poor Steven. <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's having a bad time. He looks like I'm an old man. He's having a bad by... time too, but... They both look like old people by the end of it, just kind of crouched over. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> One of them looking terrified, the other just being all angry and haggard and like, okay, I've got another plan. Uh, which they do. They do have another plan. It is sort of like um, a dastardly and muttly in some ways as well. <laughs> a little bit, yeah. Um, but of course, Peridot is, you know, trying to, to intellect this whole thing still. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But still... Um, Insisting that it's that it's dumb and stupid. The thing is dumb and stupid. We are smart, so we're better. And except it's still currently two 0 to the thing. It is, yeah. But those must have been flukes, clearly. Yeah. And yeah, even if it's just acting on instinct, you know, instinct still the the degree of more like primal intelligence. But, um, but it's definitely more than that, anyway. But yeah, Beardot's still just like oh, I'm better. Uh, anger. Um, 
which is good because it's like you know one of her big things has always been her um kind of her hubris and feeling better than other things and it was humans for a while and then she grew to learn over season two that oh hey actually this is all pretty amazing um and then you know season three she kind of takes more of a back seat you know, it's just getting with lapis and all that stuff. But then here we get like, no, she's still kind of a bit full of herself and she still has some lessons to learn. Um, even if it's just that, you know, her exact perspectives on certain aspects of things have been changed. Um, oh, yeah. She's a good cool. guy now. But that yeah. doesn't mean she doesn't have flaws. It doesn't mean all of her flaws have suddenly magically disappeared. Exactly. So she's now got the, I'm going to put a massive rock on the right on the side of this. Yeah, it's a bad idea, um, but she's kind of <laughs> losing it, it seems. She's doing the uh, lab before time strategy. Yeah, that's the one. And then a place that's like, nothing can fall on us. Yes, nothing can fall on them from there. That is no. true. Yes. Unfortunately, uh... <laughs> they can fall off things. Yes, Stephen's like, what if it doesn't land where you want it? to what, what things not where you want it to be and she's like i'm just i'm doing what i can steven i'm <laughs> trying my best but yeah the thing shows up at the top and shouts them both off and then pushes the thing off yep <laughs> so, the, the comedic timing of the of the peridot stuff and the things crashing into her is so on point in this episode it's so good yeah, we've had a lot of uh, serious episodes, and it's nice mm -hmm. to get a a yeah. super comedy mm -hmm. one. It's so comedic, but it's great. She gets rolled away and smushed, and then they do like a loop-de-loop -loop roll, kind of like Sonic. Um... Yeah, they, <laughs> and then the they've... ball rolls up again and smushes her again. Yeah, really, really terrible, uh, terrible things. Mm-hmm. Now, they've been trying a lot. And in fact, now it's the end of the day, it's night time. It is, it's night time. And Peridot's kind of losing it again. Still, still trying to plan things. Not working. Not working uh, at all. Trying to inject the stuff again. Mm -hmm. Falls apart. Yep. And, and Peridot is... Uh, to her benefit, she is stubborn. She She's going to keep going at it. She's resilient in mm -hmm. more ways than one. Yeah. And Stephen's like, it's okay if none of your plans worked and it will been a terrible success. You know, don't worry about it. Yeah. And now we get the sort of the, the lesson here. Mm -hmm. And it's that yeah, the corruption, the corrupted gems are Strange. They act strangely to us. Mm -hmm. Their minds are very different to what we might expect and what we're used to. And they do things that we don't understand. Yeah. But that doesn't mean they're stupid. Mm -hmm. And perhaps... And perhaps there is something... Something smart to that, even mm. if we don't understand it. Indeed. We get um, a bit of a bit of a bit of a lesson in empathy for paradox. Do exactly. 
um, Stephen has to show Peridot what it's like to feel the certain emotions yeah. by th throwing marshmallows at her. From the limited marshmallow bag, which I wish I had. <laughs> it really are a lot. It's, there's so many. And it's a waste of good marshmallows. It is. It's very upsetting. They're all covered in sand now. Yeah. And yeah, she becomes Gremlin Peridot again. <laughs> yeah, it's the, the beautiful thing. Yeah. Tearing away from her mouth. Um, and yeah. Peridot's like, oh no, Steven's like, this is literally what you were like when we had you trapped in the bathroom. <laughs> and it's like, huh, I see. Interesting. And so now they've got a different point of view. They do, exactly. They go at it in a strange way. Yeah. Okay, I understand its feelings. So I'm gonna imitate it. It's it's an interesting perspective, yeah. And so she tries to be like the monster, but it's more just like she's a toad or something. <laughs> but it seems to work, so it 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 don't doesn't quite work. <laughs> and then she just kicks it. <laughs> because it's Peridot. Yeah, it doesn't it doesn't quite work. No. It just sort of kicks it and then it it becomes alerted again and yep. boy howdy things go wrong. Yep. See so we're just chasing after them as all sorts of stuff's happening and then they run off a cliff. Or do they? Oh, yep, do they? they do. Yeah. They fall off, and because Peridot is very resilient, mm -hmm. she manages to survive. Yep, she survived this fall before. The fast boy. The fast boy does not survive it. Doesn't. Exactly. And they have the classic holes in the ground, like Wily Coyote as well. Oh yeah, the same shape as the people. Mm-hmm. I wish that could actually happen. Yep. That'd be pretty uh, great if you could like fall from a really high place and then just create a silhouette of yourself in the ground and then climb out. Oh, it'd be, I mean, it'd be a bloody nightmare for like city any council. kind of city council infrastructure. Yeah, but yeah, it's only be interesting. And oh. yeah, Garnet and the others are there. They they never really left because future vision and such. Yeah, they knew it'd be funny, uh, yeah. and it was. It was very funny. Um, of course, Peridot did manage it in the end, as a testament to a, mm -hmm. you know, managing to stick at things. But yeah, it really was um, a lesson for Peridot that hey, it's not easy doing their job, and you shouldn't assume that it's easy. No, and, and two like... that maybe those things yeah aren't so dumb. Aren't so dumb. They cause a worthy adversary. A worthy adversary. She bubbles it. And it's a pink bubble. So it was a green bubble. Yeah. Is that what I said? No, you said pink bubble. Oh, I meant green. Yeah. <laughs> Whoops. Uh, yeah, instead of a pink, it's a green one. Yeah. And it goes to the barn. Lapis is just like. 
Ah. Yeah. Another thing. Another thing. Another meat morp. But also not. Apparently it does later get relocated to the, the burning room, which makes sense. Also, that room's apparently called the burning room, which seems a bit ominous for a thing that holds all of the... A little bit. Gems. It does have but a pool of lava in it. It does, exactly. So it makes a degree of sense. I suppose when uh, Lapis, like, yeets the barn into space, the, the thing should probably go into the, the room. Yes. It would make sense. Indeed. Indeed. But that was episode one. It's a lot of, it's a lot of fun. Episode one of season four. Of season four, exactly. Uh, episode two... It's still quite charming and um and silly, but a bit more serious than this one. Yeah, it's it's meta. It is. It's got that meta humor, it but does. it's does deal with um the the emotional troubles that we know and love from Steven Universe. Yeah, which is know your fusion. And exactly. Mm-hmm. I like. I think this episode is okay. Mm-hmm. I like the message that it brings across. Mm-hmm. Not like a moral message, but like the thing it's trying to convey. Yeah. But it is a bit weird. It's a bit weird. So the episode starts with Garnet and Pearl. No, that's not right. Amethyst and Steven talking about like, oh, how we're going to show them our fusion. Um, and now oh, we can show them these tricks, but maybe we'll leave these ones this time. And but they're getting suspicious. So we need to do something. Yeah, it has been a few episodes since the defeat of Jasper. It has been. And the um, emergence of Smoky Quartz, mm-hmm. but or the debut even. But you know, a lot of stuff's been going on. There's been three episodes of constant activity for them, so they haven't really had the chance to actually show it off. And they do. And this time, they wanted to make a a big thing out of it. They did. So, they they put on like a, a, like, you know, a show and tell sort of thing. They do. And like, it's, nice. it's it's very like ch- children and parent. Uh, you really get that kind of vibe from from this one. And it's really <laughs> sweet. And they're like being like, really, okay, well, who is it? Who who met? Who helped you guys win? And 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 then they become smoky quartz. And I do really like the start of it with how they're just like showing off and and it's all cool and Garnet and Pearl are just kind of freaking out. Yeah, Garnet's just like. Incredibly happy, and Pearl is. is just in shock. Yeah. Uh, and then Smokey begins to obliterate the house. She does. And um, she keeps just throwing the um the the. She's doing quote unquote tricks, but all the tricks at present just seem to be cause damage with one yo-yo. Cause damage of two yo-yos, and cause damage of three yo-yos. Um, yeah. And Garnish is still incredibly happy, but Pearl's like, okay, we need to calm this down. And so they fuse! And Sardonyx is there now. Exactly. I like... What I like about um, 
because you know gem fusions they've got their own unique weapons yeah which are a, a, a sort of a fusion of the weapons so like the pearl yeah. and the gauntlets the, the pearls spear and the gauntlets yeah. even there we go that becomes a hammer yeah the whip and the gauntlets becomes a big old flail thing yeah um but for Stephen, they're all like toys. Yeah, it's a yo-yo for the the shield and the um the thingy, the whip. Mm-hmm. For the shield and the spear, it's it's an umbrella. Yeah. For the shield and the um gauntlets, it's like suction cups. Yeah. And yet somehow, even with that. They manage to completely obliterate the house. They do. Which it's, I guess yeah. is uh, the sort of amethyst, the <laughs> amethyst showing. Yeah, a little bit. Um, does um, um, Alexandrite have a weapon that we see, or do they just kind of punch stuff? Hmm. I don't know. Because an opal's got a bow. I think Alexandrite just kind of punches stuff. I mean, because the obsidian... does use the bow. She does, doesn't she? Yeah, I guess maybe she can just combine them all and stuff because she's a combination of more of them. Yeah, and then Obsidian um, just has a sword. Just has a freaking head sword, and it's awesome. Um, yeah. I think uh, once yeah. you get to to that far, that many fusions, it starts yeah. to become a bit difficult to combine those weapons. Yeah. No, absolutely. But uh, yeah, um, Sodonix is here, and so is Smoky Quartz. Exactly. All, all of four of the main characters have become two of the main, two main characters, two people. Yeah. It, it, that, that makes uh, certain things a lot easier. It does. Um, to condense all of your characters into one. And these two both have quite the sense of humor, so they do work quite well together as well. Exactly. Uh, it's nice. Mm-hmm. So Sardonyx brings them to a place where they have a little more space. Yeah. Inside Sardonyx's room. Yeah, because it exists because Sardonyx exists. Which is exactly. a cool uh, theme as well. And because it has everyone a is cool theme. Yeah, From because everyone is uh yeah, because everyone is fused, like the, the, the rooms look completely different. Because it's like Smoky Quartz's room and Sardonyx's room. Yeah. Have we seen Smoky Quartz's room? I don't think we ever do. I don't think we do. I think we only see Sardonic, um, uh, Sardonyx's, yeah. Indeed. Uh, but yeah, Sardonyx's room is like a talk show complete yeah, it's really cool. audience. And it is pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Um, perhaps not the best <laughs> uh, stage to show off uh, Smoky Quartz's things. No, I mean, yeah. Again, it's um, uh, these two are very much both entertainers, but they are both yes. opposite ends of the entertainment spectrum. Very different. Um, one's very high class, and uh, the others saying low class seems uh vaguely insulting, and that's not what I mean. But one's very kind of refined and formula one's more relaxed like she says i can't see nothing and she said you cannot see anything um <laughs> yeah sardonyx is a bit um 
she's a bit snooty, and that's kind of the point. Snooty. Um, but yeah. And Sardonyx is doing a, a show. Yeah. So the the idea behind this show for mm. Sardonyx now is that it is like a talk show. You want to find yeah. out who that person is. You know, like yeah. an interview. Indeed. Like insert talk show here. Yes, yeah. a lot of them. Graham Norton. That's the one yeah. I know. You got to find Graham out Norton, who that person is. And yeah, exactly. Um. But of course, who that person is is like very difficult to answer. Firstly, because, uh, as Smokey says, she's only existed for ten minutes. Yeah, she was basically just born. Doesn't really know much about herself. Nope. Not Number at two, all. her personality is uh, a combination of Amethysts and Stevens. Yeah. Plus. Uh, this sort of combination of them. Yeah, it's not that simple. There's, there's sort of there's more to it than just those two, but it is also those two. Yeah. Um. And thirdly, I don't have a third one, but it's those two. <laughs> yeah. But you know, you got to have the rule of three. Mm-hmm. So it's going to be difficult. The second thing that's a bit weird about this is that Sardonyx is trying to find out what makes. Smoky Quartz unique. Yeah. I mean, she, she's doing all things that would make sense potentially to do much further down the line. Yeah. But instead but she's getting she very much ahead of herself and she does it in some, yeah, some weird ways. Is by seeing how good she is at things that other, other people would do. Yeah. So... It is not testing uniqueness, it is simply comparison. Mm-hmm. And the comparison, the, the comparison of Amethyst and Stephen, and so by extension Smokey, to the other gems, is exactly what the, the, they were anxious about. Yeah. So this is like the worst possible combination of, of things to have. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I do like how um, the mug is also I love Empire City, and that's the backdrop and everything. Oh, perfect. There's obviously, yeah, you know, uh, Graham Norton's great, but um, kind of more American ones, you've got, like, you know, Colbert and Fallon and all of those, and then New York, and this is very much what the with all the lights and everything, that's what it's taking on for this exact thing right here. That does make sense. Which is cool. Um, and they also have like the, I guess they also have like the the one person talking. Whereas with uh, Graham Norton, you have like the, the the sofa, and you have a few people, and then he kind of goes between them. Which, to be fair, I like. I enjoy. Um, I watch Stephen Colbert quite a bit. I think he's quite interesting. Um, it's quite funny. But I do quite like how we have it on Graham Norton, where it's you know you've got a whole bunch of people, so they can like you know discuss and whiff off each other, uh, as well as him. But I haven't really yeah. um, seen any of them. It's only it's only since kind of COVID and people started being YouTube. Um, but like Graham, uh, not Graham Norton, Stephen Colbert is a massive Lord of the Rings fan and he's big into D and D and all that kind of stuff. Ah, right. So it's just kind of that kind of stuff got me into it, uh, listening to him a bit much, and it's just just got some good, you know, good some good thoughts and some good monologues and that kind of stuff. So, uh, but yeah, um, comparisons is not what we needed really. No. 
and Sardonyx is a little dismissive about the yo-yo. Yeah. Which is which... kind of like Smoky Quartz's thing that she's most proud of. Yeah. The like the the, the issue here is that um the issues like it's on both ends, absolutely. It's Smokey's whole thing is I defeated Jasper, I have this yo-yo. And it's like, yeah, that's not that's not you though, is it? That's that's things you've done and things you can do. It's not you. Which is what Sardonyx is trying to get at. But Sardonyx is trying to get at it in all the wrong ways by just comparing them to other gems, which isn't very helpful. Um so I feel like they're both like trying to to do something and they're both missing the kind of the mark of what they're trying to actually do, if that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. Cool. So here are the sort of comparisons. The first one is mm-hmm. bow. Bow usage. Bow usage, like Opal. Yeah. Not not great at it. No, because because she's not Opal. Yeah, she's not Opal. Also, we get a Wilhelm scream. So, <laughs> so you have this idea of like amethyst and pearl combining those two. Bows are generally seen as quite elegant. Yeah, amethyst uh, isn't as much. Pearl is, so it sort of yeah. brings that to the table. Mm-hmm, exactly. Neither Amethyst nor Stephen are seen as super elegant. So no. Bo's probably not a, a, a not That's something to go for. Yeah, so they get particularly the um the Sky Temple, the only time we really probably saw Opal. Um and how they, you know, shot a bunch of bows there and it's clearly not working here. Uh also I love how they have the footage courtesy of Cartoon Network. Um, yes, <laughs> the messiness of it is quite fun, but yeah, they don't hit any of the birds. Exactly, and then you get to the next one, which is um, the Sugalite. Sugalite one, yeah, which is strength, and amethyst is um, obviously fairly strong, but garnet is like super strong. That's her thing. She's so strong. Yeah, and so Sugalite becomes this super strong person, but neither Amethyst nor Stephen are like incredibly strong. They are both no. very strong, indeed. Um, and Stephen only gets stronger as his diamond powers mature. Yeah, but that's sort of like not their strong point, and so no. she becomes, or uh, uh, even Smoky Quartz is not that great at no the bell the hitting the bell thing she's slightly stronger than pearl stronger than pearl but not but not she amazing gets, she gets about as equal uh, it, it, she gets about as strong as coffee uh, coffee um connie it's coffee and then she manages to get as strong as uh, garnet stavani uh, so yes that was stavani i was gonna say connie's strong damn but yeah that's stavani that's why <laughs> Um, yeah, she's um, as strong as Garnet, which is very good considering Garnet is also a fusion of two. It's the, uh, and... it's the human element. Yeah, very good. And then 
the next one is whether they can do breathe fire, which Alexandroid can do. Yes. Which I guess is is their weapon. I'm not sure. I guess yeah. Again, another strange test, but that's that's what they they that's what they got, and it yeah doesn't doesn't, doesn't work. Hmm. Just a a little um a little burp of air, light air. Yeah. And this is where the sort of everything starts going wrong. Yeah, because Garnet and Pearl start to realize that they kind of got a bit distracted and messed up. But they were sort of encouraging this negative mindset of comparison. Mm-hmm. And what that's done has only actually decreased Smoky Quartz's self-esteem, which was pretty yeah. high when when they uh, showed it yeah. off. But now is not so much. Yeah. And uh, Smoky Quartz doesn't believe that they can do anything right mm-hmm. at the moment. And of course, the audience, um, the canned laughter, yeah, is not uh, helping. <laughs> not helping. It's sort of heightening the yeah the awkward and um, slightly like sort of concerning. Mm-hmm. It's it's like a crushing atmosphere, right? Because yeah. Well, it, it's sort of compressed, mm-hmm. given that there's so much noise going on. Yeah, exactly. Um, and so, and of course, yeah. Sardonyx realizes. Sardonyx realizes, which causes them to, to unfuse, which causes the room to start to break, because the room can't exist without Sardonyx, um, which causes Smokey to actually spring into action and actually do some cool yo yo stuff, which looks really, really impressive. Um, it does. And it's like, cool, do that before. Don't just break stuff, guys. But uh, that's not the point. Um, and yeah, she also looks much bigger here. Um, she like grabs Pearl and Garnet in like one hand. Um, and then she doesn't look quite that big, uh, which is just the, the fun of animation sometimes. Um, Smokey's pretty large. Yeah. And then they all, they all escape just in time. Um, and yeah, Garnet and Pearl are very proud of them. Very proud. And... That was sort of the the reaction they wanted was that, yeah, proudness. Yeah. Um, but it sort of got derailed by Sardonyx's, like, overly intrusive personality is know. an intrusive showman, and that was just bound to happen. Yeah, exactly. Um, but yeah, and yeah, it's nice to Amethyst. Like, actually, it was more Stephen than than me. It was like you know. Um, because she's like, oh, because Pearl's like, oh, you've you know, you've really rubbed off on Stephen really well and all this stuff, and she's like, actually, she's throwing around, which is just nice of her to admit, as well. Um, but yeah, it, we get a good ending at least. We do. And now they're talking; they start talking about the the yo-yo more and all this kind of stuff. And they now just start listening instead of like you know trying to make it into a show, and this is very sweet. It is. And that is the episode. Perhaps sometimes telling is better than showing. Exactly.
Um, so yeah, it's like the episode's fun and I like the message, but it's just kind of you do feel bad for Smokey. Yeah, um, for a lot of yeah. it, it's like Sardonyx no, goes about fun. things in a strange way. She does. Um, it it's a way that I think makes sense because I think kind of what happens is Pearl's like, "Oh, Garnet, help! Um, we defuse to kind of just calm them down," and then once they have Sardonyx, just kind of takes over. And it's like, yeah. well, they're both very excited, you know, they're simply both very excited about this fusion and want to know more. And Sardonyx is just like, well, let's find out more. But again, she's like a showman. That's her whole thing. And so she does it in this whole way, which, you know, when Garnet and, Am- when Garnet and Pearl start thinking about it, split Sardonyx up because they're immediately just like, wait, no, this isn't what we really wanted to do. That We made it about us. We wanted it to be about them. Um, so you can see how they got there. But yeah, it is just kind of like, Alas, um, it's one of those things happen in real life as well. Sometimes so you're really excited to show someone something and then they start asking you all these questions because they're excited for you. But then it suddenly makes you be like, oh, um, uh, I didn't know this thing as well as I thought I did now. Oh, no. Um, and then you become like, you know, less excited about it or less, uncom- less comfortable with what it was than you were. Yeah, before. that's true, actually. I haven't considered that. Yeah, I just, it's just something I was like, oh, actually, that's yeah. Kind if of you show off something to someone and they're like a bit too excited, it can feel bad sometimes. Yeah. It's 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 like it's not exactly the same, but it's so kind of similar to how you know Sadie uh, with her singing and her her mum kind of just like overdoing it. Um, yeah, like it's not identical. It it would be more like if Sadie was like confident in her singing, and then through all of her mum's encouragement, she became more concerned that maybe she wasn't good at singing um, when she actually was. That would be more similar. But it's like a vaguely similar kind of idea. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's always cool to see the fusions again. It's cool to get more Smoky Quartz. It's cool to get more Sardonyx. And at the very least, references to, to some of the other fusions that, we, uh, that we've seen. But, uh, but yeah. That's about all I have to say about Know Your Fusion. Indeed. Uh, two good episodes. Yeah, they're they're two good ones. Uh, largely quite funny ones, not too serious. That continues for the next episode, Once and then more. we get a really good one. Yeah, yeah. Looking forward to looking forward to that. Um, and then we get another couple of really fun ones. Um, we've got yeah, quite a lot of fun of a... stuff in 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 the in the first half. Yeah, the first um, half of season four is 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 a lot of a, a lot a big break, except for mindful education. Yeah, mindful education's just the most like. And to be fair, it's like it's it's more serious in tone, and it's more speaking to you, and it's more. Um. It it's just it is you know, more important kind of in a way, uh, than the others. It's got more relevance. Um. And it's got a great song and stuff in it, but it's uh yeah, it's still kind of chilled. Yes, yeah. and then once um gem harvest starts, it really starts ramping up again. So. And then yeah, yeah, because exactly. like, I I'm a big fan of gem harvest, but yeah. we'll get to that when we get to that. Hmm. Indeed. So until then, we'll do this episode check off here. The, the check boxes. Check out the check boxes. There's no train chan. Uh, there's no Lars being Lars 
Uh, I don't think there's any any real trauma. I think Steven's a little bit concerned for Peridot at some points, but but not too much. And Greg's also fine. So but yeah, we're all good. Nice and good. So yeah, we'll leave this one here. Thank you for listening, and we'll see you next time. Goodbye. Bye. Thank you for listening to this episode of Cabincast. For more episodes, go to www.cabincast.podbean.com or use the Podbean app. You can now also find us on iTunes and Pocket Casts under Cabincast and on YouTube. Finally, you can find us on Facebook at www.facebook.com slash cabincast. Thank you for listening and we'll see you next time. Thank you.